Hi everyone, it's Sarah Cavell from EI Focus. Welcome to the Focused Athlete Podcast. I'm really excited to introduce you to a very special guest today. Her name is Maureen O'Toole Purcell. Maureen is a lifelong water polo athlete and coach. She has had so many achievements and awards over her years including Most Valuable Player of the U.S. Women's National Team 15 times. She's been USA Water Polo's Female Athlete of the Year multiple times. And she was part of the very first women's water polo team to play in the Olympics. And this was in the 2000 Games in Sydney, Australia. Maureen is considered one of the best female water polo players of all times. Those of us who know Maureen, we call her Mo, and most of her players will call call her Mo, uh, the people that know her in sport and out of sport. Mo and I happen to be good friends, and I had the opportunity of working with Maureen and her national team in Australia a couple years ago, and it was such an incredible experience to be able to spend that time, and what I love is Maureen's desire to always improve, not just her athletes, but herself. She's always looking for ways to be better, to keep learning. And I just love that about her. And so in our podcast, and in our interview today, you're going to hear a little bit about that. You're going to hear about how she has learned to manage emotions, manage reactions, manage reactions to referees, to athletes, these, these situations that come up in sport. She also talks about gratitude and self-compassion and as a way that she's learned to connect with her athletes. Being vulnerable has also been a part of that, and she talks a little bit about that. She talks about the importance of connection and and those one-on-one relationships with her athletes. And what I really love is at the heart of everything, Mo really wants to create better people. She wants to create better people through sport and this is how she shows up for her athletes she just truly cares about them and I can't wait for you to hear this interview and learn from Mo I'm always learning from her and I just can't wait for you for you to hear a little bit more from her hey Mo how are you doing today I'm doing really good how are you Good. I know that you are in Australia right now and hunkering down a bit and getting some running out on the beach and jealous that you can you can be in that beautiful country of your of of Australia right now and enjoy all that nature and outdoors. Yeah, I feel I feel pretty lucky, pretty grateful that we're actually here because I feel like the prime minister's handled the whole virus really, really good. We've been in lockdown and there's no, there's no cases where we live, so I can go to the beach, uh, but everybody um, follows the rules really well. And so like I'm going at the beach to the beach at sunrise and a lot of times I'm the only one out there and it's, it's pretty amazing. It's a great way to start the day. (laughs) Wow. Super special. Yeah. Well, so I'm here with Maureen O'Toole Purcell, and Maureen, you have accomplished so much as an athlete and a coach throughout your life, 
you played in the, you were the, on the first water polo, women's water polo team to play in the Olympics and you won that silver medal in Sydney of all places in Australia. I know. So cool. And I know you've had a sportsmanship award, the Champions Cup with USA, uh, USA Water Polo, uh, amongst many other awards. And I'm just really excited to be here speaking with you today about a little bit about what goes on inside of Maureen. What, what, what is, how do you manage your emotions when they come up? Because as an athlete, as a coach, there's always stress. There's always pressure, different kinds, whether it's from a referee with a bad call or <laughs> that overtime, the sudden death, or even just simply, simply like dealing with athletes who have lives outside of their sport that are, are going through other stuff that sometimes they bring to practice. And I would love for you to share with us what are, how, how do your emotions affect your performance? Maybe even if you had an example or a story of, of something that comes to mind as a coach or as an athlete. Yeah, so, so I've been coaching for almost 40 years now. And, but uniquely, I was a player. I played in the Olympics at 39. So you really, um, doing that <clears throat> at an older age, you, you have to be super mentally tough because physically your body isn't the same as it was when, even when I was in my early thirties, we were so overtrained and so tired that, um, I think, I think emotionally as a player, I learned at a really young age that I feel like at the beginning I was kind of a crybaby and always felt sorry because I felt like I wasn't getting calls from the referee and I'd feel sorry for myself. Um, and or like somebody would kick you, especially internationally, and you'd get grabbed or kicked in the wrong place. And there's ways, different ways that you can handle that. And, and the easiest way to handle it is to do it back. Um, but somehow I learned early what it would do to me is it would bring me up to this other, this other level, this other level of intensity. And um, instead of wanting to hit the person back, I took it personally to the point where I was going to do something that was going to help me as a player and help my team. So whether it was, I'm going to score off of you or I'm going to get you ejected. And so you're sitting over in the corner, then I've, it made me feel better and it helped my team. So emotionally you have to find that, you have to find that avenue that when something happens, how are you going to react? And so then you take that into life and you're in a, a difficult conversation with somebody and I've just learned to really not react on my emotions in the moment and just listen and let it happen and take time to think about it and then react. Segwaying that into a coach, you don't have that time. You're in a game and you're coaching and there's a lot of pressure and you said it early. I mean, to me as a player, I feel like I know the game by the back of my hand. I can do the X's and O's. I can tell you any situation of a water polo game and what you should be doing without even having to think. But um, it's, it's, it's more difficult to me as a coach because you have to react. And the referees are really what 
what really take you out of your zone. And, and they come onto this pool deck and they can do whatever they want. They can do a great job where you don't notice them, which doesn't happen very often, or they can completely wreck it. And, and as I've coached longer and longer, it still gets to me. I still haven't figured out a way to not let that get to me, which um, isn't the greatest thing because I think when you react, when your players see how you react and you're not really focusing on the game. This last season, I told myself, because it's very different here in Australia, the way they referee, it's very frustrating. And I told myself that I'm not going to let them get to me. And I did feel like I was a much better coach because I was in the moment with my players as opposed to when you react to the referee, you're in the moment with the referee and the game is still happening and you're not coaching your players during that time. And so it's super important that you have to find an avenue. And I think one of the things that really helped me was when you came to Australia and you worked with my players and I took every single thing in that I could. And what I did, what I did this year is anytime that he started bothering me, I would just breathe. And I would just take four deep breaths and I'd breathe in and I'd hold it and I'd breathe out and, and I was better and I didn't let them get to me. So that was something that really helped me. And, you know, here, this is after almost four years of coaching, <laughs> but we can always improve and we can always get better. I, I really believe that and whatever it is that we're doing, we're never, we're never at our best. We can always improve. Right. So yeah, that pause and that pause in that moment of, of being triggered. And then it sounds like that noticing your breath for you is it really just mm -hmm. took the edge off and allowed you to focus on your team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, how did your team, what are the, what are the athletes in the pool? Did they notice about you when you're kind of made that Dutch that shift from reacting to the referee to being able to be there with them. Did you notice? Well, you know, again, it goes back to the athletes don't really say a whole lot to you. So I don't, um, the only thing that I can say, like, because of everything that you taught us, like every day before practice, the two things that we would do, and it would take a good 20 minutes because I had a big group um, in my training squad but every day they had to come in and in our circle, we had to talk, they had to say something that they were grateful for and something that they liked about themselves. And as that went on, I mean, this was the second year of doing it, um, they, it got deeper and deeper. Like at first, it, you know, it'd be like, oh, I'm grateful for my mom bringing me to practice, you know, the young, the younger kids. And I was like, okay, so we need to get deeper than this. So it would get deeper and it would take longer. But by that being said, I feel like I was so much closer to my team because I led the circle, but I would tell them what I was grateful for and I'd tell them what I liked about myself. And so we, it wasn't my, you know, because of what I've done in sports, I get held up to here and, and my players will be afraid of me. I think it took that scariness out by doing that. And we were so close that maybe that would be, where I noticed a difference. I don't know if they would have noticed the difference of me not reacting to the referee, but I had a, a girl this year that's a great player. She graduated from Stanford and, um, 
you know, she told me that our season got cut short and she asked me if I was coming back next year because and she's played over in Spain. She's played in Hungary professionally. And she said that I was the best coach that she's ever had. And that made me feel really good because I think is adding, I mean, I know water polo, but to add that emotional intelligence and to get deeper into your players, I think is, is everything because if they're playing if they understand themselves and they know that you're in it with them, it changes the whole mentality of when, when the chips are down, how are you going to react? Yeah. So these gratitude, this gratitude practice that you guys develop, it sounds like it, it was not, it was not only a way to share what were, they were grateful for and, and bring out that positivity, but it brought you to a place of, uh, like your vulnerability helped you connect and, and become close to your athletes. Yeah, for sure. And it was a safe place for the athletes to come. And then people would have bad days. I mean, some of my girls work full time and they would come and they just, you know, start crying and it was, it was safe and everybody was there for them. So they had this group of people that were there to support them. So to me, coaching water polo, it's like, I feel like I have, um, yeah, it's great. I can teach them how to play water polo, but the bigger picture is to, um, how can I make these athletes become better people through the sport of water polo? That's always been my goal as a coach. And how would you say your, this way of being and being, you know, connecting with your athletes? I'm curious how it might motivate your have you noticed a way how it helps motivate the athletes like compared to when you were away, like thinking back to old teams when maybe you you coached in a different way a hundred percent I think that it's I think Jovan Bobic is a really good coach at USC and I learned a lot from him because Kelly played for him and my daughter and um but then he's also missing that factor of the emotional intelligence he's just brutal but I feel like when you're really, there's different ways to go about doing it, but through the emotional intelligence is a much nicer way to grow as a person and to be on a team. But I really feel like by doing that, when the chips are down, they're going to war for each other and with each other. They're not individuals out there. They, you know, I, I know Sarah, I know how Sarah's feeling today. Sarah just got kicked. Oh, I, I'm going to do better for her because she's hurting right now and so I think when you get deeper into just not the sport but into the you know into the mentality of how everybody feels you become so much more of a team to fight together because it is waterfall is a war you go you go into a game it's a war and you have to be in it together you can't be individuals right and this this way of opening up not just with your athletes but athletes to athletes creates this incredible team bond because sometimes you see it out on a team where there'll be individuals playing and there's a real difference when there's even just one outlier who kind of wants to take do their own thing when it's especially on a tight small playing field pool um, with a few players yeah so I had an experience where I had a player who was on the national team and hadn't been training with us and and she 
came and we had we didn't have a great game and so it was all about how do we feel you know it was the whole emotional intelligence part not just like oh you guys played horrible you know you need to get better it was like okay so what happened here let's let's talk this out how did you feel during the game you know we got to get we got to get it together here and so she comes in and she hasn't been doing all of this with us and she said to me that she was going to have a meeting with the girls and I was like that's fine because I just I'm 100% confident I know how my girls feel and so they had a meeting and I so many of the girls came up to me and this is like that was just horrible like I don't understand why you weren't part of it and I was like yeah it was pretty interesting because she came in kind of as a good player but as an outsider and they were so bonded as a team that they weren't okay with me not being in it, which I took that as a real compliment because I felt like, okay, they're not afraid of me anymore. They want me to be part of this. So I do think it really does make a difference. How, you know, many, of course, competitive sports, we want to win. We want to win the game. How mm-hmm. had, did this affect your season, would you say? Do you think that it helped you actually win games because the team played closer? How do you think it affected performance overall? I think it affects it in a way that you win in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like you can coach and you can just be this bitch and just pound them into submission almost like where they work so much. That was my experience on the Olympic team. We were pounded into submission where we knew that we trained harder than anybody else in the world. So you had this edge to you that um when when the chips got down you knew you were more fit so it's like well i'm gonna beat her but that journey wasn't a good journey at all so i think you can coach that way and you can have success or you can coach this way where the journey which to me is everything to make as a coach our responsibility is to make these people better people through whatever sport it is that we're coaching and so the journey is just way, way better journey. And when it doesn't work out and you don't win, you can actually talk about it. I don't have to sit there and yell at the players like, oh, God, Sarah, you just sucked in that game today. It was horrible. It was like, okay, so what, like, what, let's talk about what happened. And so in this season, I'm so bummed that we got cut in the middle of our season because we were getting better and better and better. And I could see other teams getting more afraid of us and more afraid of us. And I honestly think we could have won the whole thing. And we were just coming into our own, but it it is a lot of work. You know, it's not just showing up to the pool and teaching them the X's and O's. It's finding out about each individual. I think Phil Jackson was a master at that when he was coaching Chicago with Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, Scotty Pippen, who was probably the second best player in the NBA. And you got Rodman, who's his own individual. Uh, and he was a master at that. He was so good at finding out how to get the best out of each individual. And I think through this whole emotional intelligence, you find out about people and what makes them tick and what I mean, somebody else could be completely different. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. What are the ways that you've been able to, are there any like specific things that you do with your players to get to know them? Like, do you have, I know you take your players to 
little outings outside of practice. I've seen pictures of you guys out on the beach, <laughs> different places in Australia. And what has been like, what would you share with another coach maybe um, about a, a great way to get to know a player as an individual? Yeah. So one thing that I've done the last two years, which is pretty time consuming, but I have individual meetings with my players probably well I just go through the round and I have like 22 on my squad and so it takes me about two or three weeks to go through a round and then I go back when I start again just check in with them how are they feeling get to know them I usually have coffee with them or we'll go for a walk together we'll go for a body surf together again depending on the person but then yeah those outings are everything because I look back on all of the years I played on the national team with my coach, Sandy Nita, who was an amazing person. And she's the ultimate of teaching us how to be better people and friends. Like my, all my friends, my best friends from years are from water polo. When we get together, we don't talk about, oh yeah, I remember the world championships in the third quarter when we were playing Russia. It's like, no, remember when we locked Sandy out on the balcony and we left her there all night? It's that kind of stuff. We had our manager set up a um, scavenger hunt for us in Holland. And two things I remember, we was, it was the odd number, cap numbers against the even cap numbers. And you don't think that was competitive? And we had things. And the two things that were hard is we had to find a tulip, and it wasn't tulip season. And we had to get an old, dirty sock from a man. And, but that's, see, that's the things that we talk about. And that's what you learn about each other when you're going on these adventures. It's so cool. And so I try to do things with my girls like that. We do swims. We'll do walks um, right out by our pools, the whole bay walk. And so a lot of times we'll have dry land training. And I'm like, nope, we're going to do a walk today. And, you know, you kind of intermix and they're all talking to each other. And that's when you really, when you become really tight friends, that's when you go to war for each other. It's so important. But then it's just such a bigger picture than that. It's about life, right? And, and having incredible memories of things that you did. Yes. I, well, I so appreciate you sharing your experiences with, with all of us, and you know, both as an athlete and as a coach. And yes, and, and I, I, I feel that you, you have really brought a lot more than the technical aspect of this game to your athletes and it's really shows in in the way that everybody is so tight and connected and and kind of like a family yeah and I think that the thing that we could finish with is it's not easy it's it's easy to show up on the pool deck and just coach and tell them what to do because I think most coaches know what they're talking about when it's whatever sport it is they're doing but to to go deep into each player as an individual and to understand them, to make them the best person they can be, which will make them a great teammate. It, it takes time and energy, but it's so rewarding, so much more rewarding than just coaching the sport that you're coaching. Right. So you're, yeah. Thank you so much, Maureen, Mo, and all the best to you and your Australian national team when you guys get back in the water and get to play again. And Thank you. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys out there again in the pool. 
Yeah, thanks for having me and anything I can do in the future, I'm happy to share. Thank you. Thanks so much. Okay. Okay. Thank you everyone for joining us today on the Focused Athlete Podcast. We would love to stay connected, so please follow us on Instagram at EI underscore focus, on Facebook at EI Focus, on our LinkedIn page at EI Focus, and for lots more information and upcoming events, www.eifocus.org. Thank you so much and see you at the next podcast.